it is. The Color of Water, a black man's tribute to his white mother, is author James McBride's best-selling memoir of growing up in a family of 12 brothers and sisters, raised by a white Jewish mother who was evasive about her Jewish ethnicity, but always steadfast in her love for her children. As a boy in Brooklyn's Red Hook projects, James somehow knew that his light-skinned mother, Ruth, was different from all the other moms in the neighborhood. He oftentimes questioned whether he was black or white. When he asked his mother one day if he was black or white, she snapped back at him, you're a human being, educate yourself or you'll be nobody. For Ruth, education, not race, not culture, was the realization of a person's full identity. But young James wasn't satisfied with that, so he asked his mother, whom was a very religious woman, whether God was black or white. His mother sighed, responding, oh boy, God's not black, he's not white, he's a spirit. James came back. Does he like black or white people better? He loves all peoples. He's a spirit. What's a spirit? James asked. A spirit's a spirit. Well, what color is God's spirit? James asked. It doesn't have a color, his mother said. God is the color of water. Water doesn't have a color. James writes that he could buy that, somehow understand that, and as he got a little older, he continued to appreciate more deeply and yet very profoundly the many dimensions of his racial and cultural identity. See, on this feast of the baptism of the Lord, this feast of a manifestation of the Lord, as I mentioned at the beginning of Mass, in fact, for a number of centuries, Christmas, Epiphany, and the baptism of the Lord were all celebrated as one feast. See, we see in the Gospel that we heard tonight the clear and the life-sustaining waters of our own baptisms, which becomes the color of our identity, the identity of God that we put on at baptism. Our identity even more profoundly as God's beloved, the beloved of God. You are my beloved son. You are my beloved daughter. You are my beloved. To know that one is beloved changes the vantage point from which we approach life. 
You are not the one that I'm waiting to trip up or to catch. You're not the one who's inferior. You're not the one who's in a contest with the one who lives down the street. You're not the one who's different. You're beloved, the very beloved of God. The God who loves each one of us, who cries with us, who laughs with us, who knows our pain and our despair. The God who understands our anger when we experience because he has experienced all himself in becoming one of us. See, it's in the very waters of baptism that we embrace the spirit of God and that spirit embraces us, you and me that we might never be the same, that we are changed. But the change isn't that which simply happens on the day of baptism here at this baptismal font, but like this feast of the nativity, the epiphany and the baptism of the Lord, it's almost a lifelong process. See, we call baptism Eucharist and confirmation, the sacraments of initiation, they're only the beginning. But so often in our lives, they become an end in themselves. We've done all that. We finished all of it. But the work that began, began at our baptism is a work that you and I continue to live out every day of our lives. It's because we receive the nature of God at baptism that you and I spend the rest of our lives trying to live out in God's nature, to be loving, forgiving, compassionate, caring. See, you and I gather here not to simply celebrate a feast of recognizing that sometime around 30 years old, Jesus entered into the waters of the Jordan River and was baptized by John. And the heavens opened in the form of a dove appeared and said, you are my beloved. Almost the same words spoken to a 13-year-old woman at the Annunciation. The power of the Holy Spirit will overshadow you. And the one whom you give birth to will be known as the Son of God. Jesus lived out his life in a process of becoming, becoming not all that simply he dreamed, but what the Father had dreamed for him. And today you and I gather on this feast and we reaffirm our belief in a God who dreams for you 
and for me, that we are still becoming. We have not yet arrived. We have not yet perfected love or compassion or kindness or care. We've all experienced moments of each one of those things, but we have not yet become the very nature of Christ himself. So tonight, as we gather here and as we remember all of the beauty of the Christmas season, the manifestations of love between our families, our friends, even our community here, we gather because we need to encourage one another and support one another to become to become the people God has called and dreamt us to be.